For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. AD. Yo. I want you to tell me something about Bryant Young. But not right now, though. Not right now. <laughs> okay. Make, make it good. A story time for all story times. This is. Longest neck in the world. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> this is the Believe in 49ers podcast. He is Super Bowl champion Eric Davis. I'm Rashawn Haylock. Plenty to get to on this show. This is going to be a very wide receiver heavy show. Of course, uh, the big news, Debo Samuel uh, undergoing surgery with that Jones fracture injury. Uh, Richie James hurt. Um, what does that mean for the 49ers wide receiver room? Obviously, uh, if you've been following Debo, he wants to get back in 10 weeks. I'll tell you why that's a bad idea. Pump the brakes on that. And why I don't even want to see him week one when the season starts. Um, we'll get into that. Also, Brian Young, we, we talked about him. Your, your guy, ED, uh, he'll be going into the 49ers Hall of Fame. So we'll get your thoughts on that. Um, Jamal Adams. Uh, plenty talk about him. He says he wants to come west. He wants to join the 49ers. Can that happen? How do they make that work? But first, uh, we start with Debo Samuel. Um, Jones fracture injury down in Tennessee. All A lot of the guys were down there working out. Uh, he underwent surgery. Uh, the surgery was, quote, successful for whatever that means. Um, but the Jones fracture was is, of in all of sports, one of – the toughest injuries uh, to, to kind of predict from a healing standpoint. Um, th- this isn't kind of your run-of-the-mill rehab. All right, we'll do the surgery, do the rehab. We'll get you back. There, there There's so many different factors uh, involving this one. Um, before we get into all that, how how does this injury though affect the, the 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 Niners wide receiver room as of right now as they get ready to start training camp? Assuming things will start uh, on time. Well, a guy you were assuming to be one of your starters is going to miss time, mm-hmm. and he's a young guy. Mm-hmm. So that's that's something you have to think about. Um, major leaps are made in players year one to year two. Why? It's because it's the first time in your life you've been a professional football player. It's the first time that you are completely dedicated to playing football. You don't have classes. Um, you don't You don't have anything to do but understand that you are now the CEO of, of your body. And it's time for you to, to feed it, train it, and prep. So, and work on all the things that, that are necessary to um, improve as a player. He's going to miss that time. So that's going to, that's this. So not only is it a young player missing, uh, I mean, because of Jones fractures, I mean, you're talking six to eight weeks minimum. A lot of that depends on, and, and a lot of times you want to throw another month on minimum. There, I mean, more, yeah, yeah. I mean, more like, yeah. Tw- tw- yeah. And that's, I mean, that's I mean, a, a minimum. Because a, a, a lot of it is, it depends on how a person heals. So I'm, I was a quick healer. And I, I never had a Jones fracture. I actually broke my fourth metatarsal. When I was um, um, with the Panthers, uh, and I was back in two weeks, uh, so it's—I mean, literally—I was—I was playing again. So, but I, so a lot of it is how your body heals. That—that's part of it. But I was also in my eighth year, <laughs> so I knew my body. I knew what I could handle. I knew when to come back because I came back. Was it completely healed? No. Did it hurt? Yes, but I also I also understood how to play, and I also understood how to work on my craft while I couldn't practice. That's what a young player doesn't understand. So that's gonna that's gonna def- how it, how it affects the room. It's going to affect the development of a young player. So it's gonna it's going to somewhat impede his his progress. So you can't expect him to start the season off at the heights that he possibly could have been at. That's the number one way it affects the room. I you said six to eight weeks, and and that's 
that's that's best case scenario, right? But when when you're yeah. talk when you're talking about this type of an injury and all the research I've done, it's 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 more like twelve to sixteen, and anything less than ten in, increases your chances for re-injuring it. And one thing yeah. that one thing that you said that stuck out to me is is that it wasn't completely healed, but you were still able to play. Um. From what and I'm no doctor, obviously, but but from what I understand about Jones fractures is it has to be completely healed before mm-hmm. you think about being able to go out there and play. Otherwise, um, you you, you risk, risk re-injuring yeah. it once again, and and, and then it becomes chronic, and yeah. then and then it becomes chronic. And it, it's I, I said it at, at the top of the show. I don't even, I don't want to see him week one, Ed. Like I I, I don't. Um, assuming the season, oh, well, see, assuming yeah. the season starts on time, like I, I, I think it will behoove the Niners to talk to him, tell him to, um, kind of pump the brakes on the 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 speedy return, um, so to speak. Um, if if you look you look at this injury, right? It's 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 one of those things that. Um, it, it's uh, how much do you believe in marriage, right? They say fifty percent of all marriages fail, right? Fifty percent of these injuries don't recover properly. Um, you, you just look look inside that Niners wide receiver yeah. wide receiver room. Trent Taylor last season he suffered this same injury in training camp last year, missed all of last season, had five surgeries that he underwent. Um, Julio Jones suffered the injury. Uh. During his time, it was, I think it was mm-hmm. week five, uh, 2013 season. He didn't come back until the second week of preseason uh, 2014. Different sport. Kevin Durant, uh, he tried to come back in six weeks, played less than two months, re-injured it again, and was out for the remainder of the season. Only played 27 games uh, that year during the 2014-15 season. Different sport, but still the the, the process um, in, in terms of uh, of the rehab and and in terms of the surgery, um, pretty much the the same. Um, w- with them trying to trying to stabilize that bone, um, the, these things these things are very very trick. Trent Taylor had five surgeries last year on this, and I'm not, not by no means am I wishing this on Debo Samuel at all. But uh, I think and then part of the part of the Taylor thing was that the surgery didn't take and his foot got infected. Yeah. Things things of that nature. Um, the the issue with Durant was his surgery. They inserted a screw as a preventative measure, and then it, it still you know didn't necessarily work out for him. Um, yeah, that's that's another issue because then you have to heal from the screw. Yeah, um, and yeah, and, and yeah. KD ended up having to have three surgeries. Um, yeah. So I take it slow, take it slow, take it slow. Let's see how the oh, sur- no. sur- yeah, surgery well- how the surgery goes. Hopefully, the surgery continues to. The, the healing from the surgery continues to be okay, um, but the, uh, the last thing you want to do is is push this um, and be back out there and re-injure because, like you said, then it becomes a chronic problem. Um, well, the thing about it is you just take time. So, so my whole thing is whenever you're healthy, whenever you're ready to go, then you have to go. Sometimes you have to play games because they matter. They're on the books, and they matter, um, and you're not 100% healthy. I get that. Um, and it's rare that someone's going to be a hundred percent healthy because you can, you can hold Debo out and you can say, we're going to keep him out for six months and we're going to make certain that this guy is, we're, we're, we're not even thinking about playing this guy before November because we want to make certain he's healthy. Um, and then he could go out there and hurt his hamstring, um, you know, on the first route he runs. That's football. These things happen. So, but what I'm getting at is right now you have the chance to let him heal. There are no games that matter anytime soon. So yeah. if we're talking 12, 12 weeks, you got time, you know, 15 weeks, you got time You have you, right now. So there's, there's nothing to really do, but let him heal. Now know that, that it is going to impede, as I said, it's going to impede his ability to get better because he won't be out there on the field physically doing things mentally he can still stay with the game know the game plan do all of these things a lot of that will be based on how he learns where he is with what what you know with the um install um and all the new information will be based on how he learns some guys learn with their playbook i played with a guy like dana hall dana hall 
was uh, yes. Did he watch film? Did he practice? Yes, but he absorbed everything through his through his playbook. Um, I played with other guys that were out on the field, and that's how they did it. Marquez Pope. It was let me get on the field, let me see what it feels like, let me do what I have to do, and and I'm going to get it that way. Some guys, it's you know what I need to watch the film. I need to see it on film. I need to see that person, my opponent on film. I need to see myself on film. And that's how they, so a lot of it depends on how a person absorbs information that I don't know about Debo on how he absorbs information, but I do know he has time to heal. I do know that he's, he's an important cog in the offensive machine. Um, uh, based on the way they utilized him last year. And you would have to think that his opportunities were going to grow this season. So, um, if you are going to get injured, this is the time. Like I said, I broke my foot. It was preseason. It was it was like the first week of preseason when I got to Carolina. Um, nobody even knows that I broke my foot because I was going to take some time off the training camp anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so that just gave me two weeks. You know, seriously, it, it, it gave me it gave me it gave me a couple of weeks and maybe three weeks. When I did that, yeah, I'm thinking about that. It was. And so, I mean, it, it, I just – I missed preseason. I played in the first preseason game, and then I didn't play, you know, because I had – I literally – I had broken my foot. Just covering a guy on the route at practice, I was covering, and I turned, and my spikes just stuck in the ground, and and I just felt my foot crunch. And I was like, that's not right. Ouch. But, yeah, yeah. But, you know, it was – again, it was preseason. You have time. Those games didn't matter. It wasn't like it wasn't like they were concerned about whether or not I knew how to play football or if I was going to learn the playbook. So that's all I did. It was a new playbook for me to learn. I just spent my time learning the playbook, watching what was going on, and and going from there. Um, and then you know when you feel healthy enough to play, you go play. And guess when I felt healthy enough to play? Week one. It was <laughs> because the game mattered. Did my foot hurt? Yeah. But it was week one, and the game matter. So that's all. You play, and then you X-ray yourself afterwards. It's the same when I broke my hand. You you know, you play the game. Afterwards, you go and get an X-ray. You see if you injured it more or less, and you go from there. But with Debo and the stage he is, like I was in my eighth year. This is the second year. Get him healthy. You don't want this to become chronic. You don't want this to be the reason why his football uh, career didn't reach the level that it was possibly capable of reaching and i'm sure that everyone at 4949 feels the exact same way about it and they're going to make sure that they take care of them yeah. uh, that's what they normally do with players there the fact that 50 percent of these injuries don't uh don't, don't rehab properly don't don't necessarily heal properly is astonishing when you talk about where we are like it's 2020 yeah. and, and science and, and medicine is is at has has reached these levels that that are unseen so to speak um you know we, we've gotten to the point now where you know acl injuries are like all right you know give him give him eight to 12 months and he'll be right back when those things obviously used to be career injuries um and, and so well, i like I, see i like to say see, see you you just slept rock man that's i like to say that 50 percent of them turn out fine well yeah but the fact yeah. but the fact that it's a 50 50 ratio it is ah, is more what it, I'm getting only, at. That, that's astonishing 50, 50. to me. No, it's only 50-50 if you're the losing 50. That's how you feel. It's like when I, I remember that they always say a 50-50 ball. I was like, it's not a 50-50 ball because he had no chance. So, so how is it a 50-50 ball? It was a 100-0 ball right. as far as he was concerned. I see. So so he may think it's a 50-50, but I, I know it's a 100-0. So I see, you. I see. You. So it's all how you look at it. I see. You. So well, so now with this injury, 49ers are, are looking a little bit different in in this wide receiver room. Obviously, um, Debo w- w- with the foot injury, Richie uh, Richie James has a wrist injury. He's mm-hmm. gonna be out a couple months. No surgery required for Richie James. Last time we checked, but um, the wrists are tricky. Those yeah. are tricky, man. But I was telling you before we started on the pod, before the pod, uh, Tim McDonald when I played with him. Um, big hitter, you know, always pushing around the guys. But Tim hurt his wrist. I don't know if it was ninety, was it ninety three? He hurt his wrist, and it, it it bothered him the rest of his career. It never healed properly. 
Um, and it was just one of those things that he had to deal with after he broke that wrist early on. That's the only thing that scares me about wrist. There's, there's so many moving parts inside of it. And that could that be it, problematic it, for a guy like James, who is yeah. a receiver and returner who yes. has, has to catch has to catch the football. Exactly. So that's one that I want to keep an eye on to see how that plays out because that's exactly what I was thinking um, because I, I know there were plenty of games and days that I played with Tim where he was playing with one hand because that wrist just simply, it, 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 you know, it was, it hurt him so bad. I mean, he, there every times he'd make tackles and he'd come back and he's crying. I mean, he's, we're, we're literally standing there in the huddle. He's crying. He's hurting so bad because, because that wrist is never healed properly. So hopefully Richie doesn't have to go through that. This is the Believe in 49ers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. Make sure you subscribe, rate, review. Uh, follow us on Twitter at rhaylock. And he's at underscore Eric Davis underscore. Um, if, if there's a guy, right, there, there are two, two wide receivers down with injuries right now. Um, obviously, there's there's no camp, no games um, to, to get ready for at this moment. Um, but say the season starts and 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 and, and, and Niners are, are, are short a couple guys. They're, they're short these two guys. Who are you looking at in that wide receiver room that – has an opportunity right now. Now I don't want to say has an opportunity because they all have an opportunity. But but who who's the guy that you're looking at that can that can take that leap that can that can step up huge in this moment? Oh, oh wow! So you're you're saying if if you don't have um, you're saying if you don't have Debo if you don't on, if you don't have Debo early on who who who's, uh, who who's the guy? Oh uh, uh, well, I mean. If, if you don't have him, I mean, well, we, we have to look at Bourne. You've, you've kept him around. KB um, has done nothing but gotten better and better. I don't think that's going to stop. I, don't, I, I think he, with more, I, I don't think he's maxed out, and I think with more opportunities that he should get now, that you should see some steps from him. I'm, I'm not going to go I'm, – I'm not going to put that on B.A., uh, you know, everyone. I think a lot of assumptions will be, be put on the fact that you know he's the first round draft choice, and he's in that room, and you have to expect him to take over. But people remember the league is not kind to; it is historically not kind to to rookie receivers. Now that's changing somewhat because you're getting a lot of college concepts in um, pro offenses, so it's making the transition a little easier for these guys. But remember, until, until a wide receiver can read a defense like a quarterback, he's useless. That's a good point. <laughs> he, he, he really is. He's useless because he's only going to be good when he knows exactly what's in front of him. And defenses are going to change constantly the second the ball is, is snapped. You're not going to – it's not like college where you line up and you see a guy in a – and a one high, and you know, okay, I got man coverage, or I got a zone out here, and you don't. It's not like that in the pros. You got a guy. Okay, well, I got Revis in front of me, or I got Sherm, I, I got White, and, and these guys are one on one. Not necessarily. <laughs> the whole defense might be rolling over here. It's to throw the quarterback off and the, the coordinators and and all these things. So I'm not going to put that on him. Back KB should know these things. He should, he should be able to take advantage of the extra ramps. He should be um, prepared to um, to um, step forward and move. I, I, more so than I would say Hurd, who's trying to who's going to be trying to feel his way around and get back out there and do it again and trust his, trust his body. He's going to have to – I mean, his brain well, – well, actually, it's the other way. His body's going to have to recommit to his brain because um, you, you train the brain. You just move the body. Um, it's, everyone's talking about training the body. You train the brain. Body, body just does what the brain tells it to. So it's it's a question of that that trust being reestablished. KB, that's that's my guy. I'm going Kendrick Bourne. Who who do you have? I'm glad you said that because I, I don't. I mean, you know this, and, and our listeners, of course, they've been with us. Know I've been I've been very, I've been critical. I've been extremely critical of no. of, of, Ken, of Kendrick Bourne. Um, Not you. Yeah, but but it's <laughs> it's weird, right? I found my, myself in a weird situation now because 
he's been the most overlooked guy this entire offseason when it comes to wide receivers on this mm-hmm. roster. I feel like you like you you hear so much talk about like Debo, like like the D, like Debo's just blown up this offseason, right? And, uh-huh. and, and, and BA and everybody all excited about, you know, Shandy's new toy and and you're hearing about Trent Taylor and and how, you know, his recovery is going well. Jalen Hurd could mm-hmm. be back and and all Yikes. these things, right? And uh-huh. I'm like, but wait a minute. Like no one's talking about this guy. And and yes, yes I was critical, you know, he he dropped a couple passes, but he also made you know some big plays, and, and he, he also, caught a whole lot yeah, more than he dropped. And, and he all he also you know he had a big game against the Saints, and he and he was he was big in the Super Bowl, like like he he was big pretty much all season long. And um, I'm with you, like I I think like I I love like I'm part of, I guess part of the reason why I've been so critical is because I see the potential, right? Like I really think this guy could be a player, and mm-hmm. um. And so I think it's absolutely him. Like even now, like with the Debo injury, like I'm reading a bunch of guys and like and no one's mentioned him. Like no, no. one. It's I don't know, I don't it's know why. baffling no. to me. Yeah. It's, and, I, and it's insane. I, and, and let me say this, and you know I've been on this train for a little bit. I even you know last season I was like I don't get it. The guy doesn't. All he's doing is making plays when he gets his opportunities. And everyone talks about the drops. I'm like okay, that happened in one game, and then let's go with the rest of the season. So, okay. So he had a bad day, a couple of bad series. Um, and I, I, for one think even without the injuries at the wide receiver position and the additions of the guys coming off of injury with Taylor and her coming off injury, I still think he's going to stand out. I, I, I the, the, he can play. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you and, there. And I'm, he's, I'm he's shown, he's shown, in the big moments, I'm not the only one to see it. There's no way that John Lynch doesn't see it. There's no way Kyle Shanahan doesn't see it. You you have to see that in the big moments, when the light's on, he performs. He makes plays when you give him opportunities. And that's all I need. <laughs> so, yeah, so I, yeah, I, I'm with you. He, he keeps getting overlooked. I think he's going to be there. I think he's going to make significant contributions um, on an offense and a wide receiver core that should be good. I think he's going to be a guy that that if you don't account for, he's going to cause you problems. I really do. Um, there's been speaking of Bourne, <laughs> he tweeted, he tweeted uh, oh, to, he's the, to, to, to the Niners and to Des Bryant, insinuating you know may, maybe maybe they pick up this guy. Um, Two part, two part question: Do do uh-huh. the Niners need another receiver in light of this Debo injury? Do they need to add another piece in that room? Um, and then two, if so, like is like does Des Bryant fit? Okay, do they need to bring another wide receiver in? No, because you think about what's happening right now. So, um, look at Hurd coming back. Taylor coming back. Uh, you have Bourne there. You just drafted a wide receiver. There are only so many, so many balls and so many um, roster spots. So you you have these guys. Remember, you didn't cut. You didn't cut um, Richie. You you, you didn't, didn't cut, cut Pettis. Debo. You didn't cut Pettis. You don't. So you don't need. A, you got more. You you literally are going to have to cut receivers. All these receivers are going to make it. Mm-hmm. Right, so you're you're gonna so I don't think you need to bring other guys in. Um, now, as far as Dez, if you brought in Dez, my thoughts on Dez. Dez, uh, Dez uh, has a tough mentality. He needs to be around. I think I think his personality fits um, because he's a tough guy. His 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 he I mean he plays a tough guy game. That's that's how he plays the game. Um, I I. I think the position and the way you would have Dez play is already taken. Um, I think you just drafted a guy that plays like Dez. You have Debo who plays like Dez. You have um, Heard that plays like Dez. So I don't know if you have I don't know if you have room or a need for that on the team. The veteran experience is there. You have all those things. Um, but I don't. But so you see what I'm saying. So what what Dez brings to the table, and I think he's a capable NFL receiver. I don't think the Niners need it. 
I think they already have it. So bringing another body in at the position, it doesn't make you better because there's not something that you're really missing. That, you know, that's that's that that's kind of the way I would look at it and evaluate it. I don't I don't think Dez can do something that guys on the roster can't already do. What about big playability? Um, you you have guys that can do that. So so what are you talking big play ability? Dez is not the guy. Dez is not the guy who's going to run past people down the field and make plays. Nor is that this offense. So number one, because we've already had that discussion. I don't think you have the quarterback that's going to throw the ball 50, 60 yards down the field to make those type plays. Uh, think, think, think about the deep ball. Think about, think about the number of deep balls you've seen Jimmy throw to wide receivers, like just straight deep balls that you've seen him throw to wide receivers that they didn't have to wait on. <laughs> no, no, seriously, seriously. Uh, think, think I, about it. I, I think, 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 I, think about the big plays, the big plays made by wide receivers. The big plays made by wide receivers, not Kittle, wide receivers. Outside the numbers, the wide outs. Think about the plays made by wide receivers where they didn't have to wait on the ball. Yeah, well, I, I could think of one. I mean, it didn't work out that well, but I, I see where you're going. <laughs> you, you can think you you can the only one the only one you you can think of is the overthrow in the Super Bowl. <laughs> That's all I got right? for you. That's all right? I got for you. That's it. All the all the <laughs> you know all the other ones all the other ones that one, that, one did, on. that one didn't work out that well. Well, that one did because he let it go too soon mm-hmm. because he it, it's it's he can only throw the ball so far. Everyone can only throw the ball so far, and you have to you know you got to time it out. You got to over he overcompensated. So so, so, it. so it's about it's about timing. Yes, it's about timing. Um, does it doesn't mean it's bad or anything like that. It's just it's an is, and and that's a part of being a pro, understanding what you can do and what you can't do. It's just like playing DB. Understand what position to not get yourself in because there are just things that everybody can't do. You you have to understand that. So with that being said, this offense is based on get the ball to guys and let them make plays. So can Dez do that? Yes. I mean, can you can you throw him the underneath routes, intermediate routes, and and make plays? Yes. But I also think this is part of part of what we were talking about leading up to this draft. Route running. I I don't think again. I don't think um, like as I said, capable NFL receiver. He doesn't bring any. Excuse me. He doesn't bring anything to the 49ers wide receiver room that they don't already have, um, other than experience. His route running, his run after the catch, all the things that you're going to think that he could do, there are guys who will be as good or better than right now. So that's that's what that's that's how I uh, how I see it. Um, um, the veteran leadership, the work ethic. You know, I, I mean, I know, I know he works. I know he works because when he's out here in L.A., I, I, you know, before everything got shut down, I would see him at the gym working out and and um, and talk to him all the time. So I know he he's going to put in the grind. He's going to have himself prepared. That's not something you never worried about with Dez. I don't worry about that now. Um, but yeah, you so you mentioned the big play ability again. I think you can go back to the guys that you have now. Because Dez is not the guy that you're going to line up outside the numbers one-on-one and say, beat this guy with your route running. He was never that guy. Or, or, or do you think so? Uh, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think he was the beat, like, beat him, like, as in run past him. Or, or just or just break them down with his route running. I mean, he was never going to get out there and run routes like um, um, no, he, I mean, Allen, as far like as, Allen yeah, from he, Allen. he's not a Chris, he's not, not a Chris like you, route runner. No. I mean, you look at, you look at Keenan, Keenan Allen will sit there and just, I, I mean, and give a guy five moves within seven, eight yards and just uncover. He can, he can do it with his feet. Dez has never been that guy to where he's just going to uncover with his route run. He doesn't do that. He doesn't do the thing, you know, that, that type of, that type of deal. He's not that type receiver. Um, it was more, it was more body a guy up. Yeah. And play strong, strong hands. Yeah. Yes, yes, strong hands. I will take the hit. I will take the contact and still make the catch. Um, you you have that on the team already. So so that's so that's what I'm saying. It's it's you have a crowded room. You only you there are only so many spots. There are only so many chairs in the room. The room already has a lot of guys. I don't see how you keep all the guys that you have. Number one. I don't. I, and you're bringing in someone. If Des was this, if if Des was the 
the Allen type route runner. If Dez was the Tyreek Hill type speed, you're bringing in something you don't have along with the veteran um, experience. Yeah, you're I mean, not you, you're not doing that. You so. know how much I've been pounding the table right for a vet. I feel like we need a vet in this room. Got to have a vet in this room. But I don't, I, I don't, I don't necessarily know that Dez is that vet. A and B, um, I it's a crowded room, like you said. Like I, I, I don't, I, I'm not, I'm not in haste to add anybody else to this room. Um, I think. You know, over time, we've kind of seen this room for what it was. And if healthy, granted, a bunch of young guys in that room, but if healthy, I mean, you, you, you got one of the better rooms in the entire league. Um, well, you know, you know, it's funny, and then I'm going to go back to another guy. It's funny because we keep saying you have to have a veteran. You've got to have veteran leadership. Um, um, Kendrick Bourne is not a baby. This is what, his fourth year? Yeah, third, third, fourth year. No, this got to be at least his fourth year. No, it's his, it's, it's, it's his, it's his fourth year. That so that that, that, that constitutes. He's a vet. He's a he's a vested vet. He can go and get his he can get his um retirement. He qualified for retirement. He's a vet. Okay, he gets a pension, an NFL pension. Okay, so he is a veteran. Once you get to that point, there you are no longer a baby. So that's that's what I'm saying. This is a guy that understands not only not only is he a veteran, he's a veteran. That has come up through the pipeline. Well, he's undra- he's yeah, through, undrafted guy. So, he's come man. up through. He's like he's come up through the pipeline. He knows exactly what the coaches want. Want not only that. He's as you said. He's an undrafted guy. He has had to earn every rep he's ever gotten. He his his opportunities are are few and far between. So he has to be on it. This is the guy that you can definitely look at on how to do things, who knows how to do things. That's a lead that you can follow um, because I think he's been smart enough or he wouldn't have he wouldn't have survived. He's been smart enough to look at the older guys and say, this is how the vets do it. I need to follow that lead. And what happens, you eventually you don't even realize it. You become one of those guys. You don't you don't even you don't even know what's happening when that when that transition happens. You don't even realize that you're starting to do things and people are watching you do it until they call you back and start telling you about it. I was talking to a guy that I played with um, and I was I was probably in my third or maybe fourth year. Um, and and he, he literally called me yesterday and he's writing a book and he was telling me about some things that he wanted to say about some things that I had done that I had taught him. And he was like, how you took, you didn't have to, and you took me under your wing and you showed me this. And he was like, and I still remember you and Merton, you guys would stay out to practice every single day and show me how to do this footwork and, and explain this to me and do all of this stuff. And you don't even realize that that's happening. Cause see, I didn't view myself as one of those guys at that time. Mm-hmm. I, I was just, you know, I was just like, I'm going to do my job. I'm going to do these things. But you don't view yourself as a guy who's been through it, been there, been in been in the battles. And people are watching the way you conduct things and they're listening to what you're saying. So Bourne has been doing those things. So I don't know if we necessarily have to have. Look at me speaking French. We I'm starting to get I'm starting to say <laughs> we. Um, but I don't know if. If you necessary, you know what? I should I earned the right to say. What I think I you have what. earned the right. Um, I think if, if one so, of us has earned the right, it's you. Yeah. Well. Well. You know what? <laughs> uh, you know what? I'm, I'm gonna take advantage of. It. So so if it slips out, I'm not even gonna apologize anymore. <laughs> but but looking at, I, I think I think they are in position to where they will be okay. They they will be okay. I think more so last year. Um, it was it was needed because you needed someone you needed someone who had been there, who had done it for uh, for a group of guys that were wanting to get there. I think it was huge to have Emmanuel Sanders mm-hmm. who had been there and, and been to a championship level and, and worked every day um, at that level and understands what it takes to maintain that. Time. It was good for them to see that. Now they've seen it and they know it. And even having Emmanuel Sanders there now, if they didn't learn from it and follow that lead, if you need him to tell you what that standard is, you weren't going to reach it anyway. 
You know what I'm saying? If I you hear, still, yeah. if, if you're, if you still need a guy to motivate you and push you to do your best, and and when you've been shown as a professional athlete how to get the best out of yourself, and and how you need to perform and and prepare yourself, if you don't do that, you're just gonna be a guy, and they can always replace a guy. You don't want to be a guy. Nobody needs a guy. Don't be the guy. Yeah, I've I've pretty much resigned to the fact that um, I mean it's th- this is what it is. This is what it's going to be, and, and and I'm okay with that. I I know we've brought up Travis Benjamin before in the past, and and maybe he's that guy. I mean I don't know. We'll see. Um, but he I mean he's certainly in that room. But um, yeah. if 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 this is what it is, then this is what it is. And and I think um as time has gone pat gone by, I think I'm becoming more and more okay with that. Um, especially just seeing some of the. You know, just some of the the leadership guys have have exuded, you know, through social media, through different articles written uh, about them and whatnot. And and it appears like those lessons, you know, from Sanders, people have kind of taken to heart and and, and now they're somewhat applying it um, themselves. Um, Mm -hmm. Make make sure you subscribe, rate and review this Believe in 49ers podcast on the Believe podcast network on social media i'm at r haylock he's at underscore eric davis that's on twitter and on the old instagram you can find us at watch ray ray and at underscore bump and run um let's turn it over to the other side of the football jamal adams he's been wanting out of new new york uh for some time now um that that relationship obviously has has gone strained. Um, he, he's talked about you know not really wanting to be there, and all of a sudden a team pops up on his wish list. It's none other but the, than the Niners. Um, <laughs> <laughs> weird, weird how that works, huh? Um, uh-huh. How, for one, I mean, how, how would you see him fitting here if 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 this were to become a reality, um, all pro player. Mm-hmm. They fit everywhere. <laughs> really, they they fit. All pro players always fit. <laughs> it's just, it's really that simple. Um, and remember, you're talking to a guy that always said this. I wanted, and I'm I'm all, I was on record as a player. This wasn't at you know post career. Um, broadcaster Aaron Davis this was ED 25 sitting in front of his locker when asked about players and I would always say I want all the good players on my team we will work out playing time when they get here that's that's how I feel about it that's how I felt about it that's why I remember when they asked me about Dion when they started talking about Dion coming I was like at my comment I want all the good players on my team the playing time will work itself out yeah. And that's 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 how you look at it. So, um, do you do you necessarily need him? No. Are you better with him? Yes. Yes. Are your safeties good? Yes. Yes, they are. Are they Jamal Adams good? Mm. There we go. There we go. Are they Jamal Adams good? Um, so the question is. Uh, and, and so I'll answer that question. Are they are they Jamal Adams good? To the Niners, they are. The way that's why you bring them back. The way that the way the Niners have played and what they have done and what they ask their safeties to do, uh, they have guys that are very capable of playing the defense the way they want to play the defense. Now, what changes do you make? How are you going to play Jamal? What are you capable of doing if you have that guy when you do it? It's like when I played and I had Dante. I, I mean, I had Dana Hall and I had. Um, and I had Dana Hall and I had, um, what was his name, David Whitmore. They were my safeties. We were pretty good. I mean, we were playing and we were playoff team. We were doing everything. We, you know, these guys played well and how they wanted us to play. Well, we went and got Tim McDonald. Were those guys good? Those two guys I mentioned before, they were good players. Were they Tim McDonald good? No. No. So Tim gets on the field and things change. Yeah. And it all changed. And eventually, you know, Dion's there and Merton's there. And, you know, every everything changed. It, it, it changed because how you can play with those, with that upper end and that that, that playmaker, you get a different type of guy in, in positions. What are you capable of doing? What are you capable of doing if you have a Sher- Richard Sherman playing at the level who I, I 
keep getting asked, like, who who am I most excited to see play? It's it's beyond anyone else out there. For me, it's Richard Sherman um, because of Sherman. Uh, who and I don't think he slowed down. I, like I said, I, I I would like for him to move to safety because I think he can be an All Pro safety. But I, and I've said this before, I don't think that means he can't play corner. If he's playing at the same level, and Sherm's playing at a at an All Pro level, and you bring in an All Pro safety, um, I played in secondaries like that. Guess what? It's fun. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun. So, do you kick the tires on that one? Of course you do. Of course you do. Jamal Adams is really good. He's really good. Now, that is not saying anything. That is no knock. No knock on the safeties on this team. That is no knock on any player on this team. As I said, these guys are very good. This this is the team that uh, before Jamal Adams' name even came up, I think you, you had Jimmy Ward out there, and what did I say the entire time? Resign him. Resign him. You should. Yeah. You should resign. Him. I'm on record saying that you should resign him. I'm glad they resigned him. I'm also on the record saying that I believe that this team will be in contention for a championship. All of this happened before Jamal Adams even mentioned playing for the 49ers. So this is in no way a knock on anybody on that roster at all. I'm just saying. Dude's a pro bowler. He's an all pro. You probably won't. You probably won't lower the standard of the room by putting him in. Is that so? What, what would you give do, up? What would you give up for him, though? Who would you, talk, you give up? What would you give up for him? We, I know we had this talk about Ramsey during the season, right? The Jaguars wanted two uh, firsts, and I think we were both in agreement that um, two firsts. You know, not really willing to to. To, to make that deal um the i guess there are reports out there the the jet during last season the cowboys offered uh a backup corner a first and two seconds um like what w- are or that's what the jets wanted i should say um the jets wanted a first and two seconds um w- w- like is that w- w- would you do that um, like how first, far? Are you, how far are you willing to go for for Jamal first Adams? First and two seconds. How much? Uh, what's left on Jamal's contract? He's Sears got. He so he's got. He's got. Uh, he's got 2020, and they picked up the fifth year option, which would be 2021. So 2021, he'll be making about so, a little less than 10 million a year. So I got him for two seasons. I got him for two seasons for less than 10 million. Yeah. Um. So two seasons less than ten million. Jamal Adams. Then I know I'm gonna have to pay him. Um. I could. I could give you. I could give you a one and a. I could give you a one and a and a three maybe. A one and a three. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I could give you maybe a one and a three. I don't know if I want to give you a one and a two. Um. Could possibly after seeing what they did this year, maybe I could give you a one and a two. I don't know, but you said a one and two twos. A one, a one, and, a one and two twos. I know. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna give you three players for. Them. I'll give you two players. I'll, I mean, I'll give you two draft picks, and 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 I need and I can give you a body because I got to get somebody out of the room. Yeah. Since I'm bringing him in, I got to get somebody out of the room, so I could do that. Um. And I think that's that's a lot because I mean he he was you know he was the one the Jets give you one, and then I'm going to give you another two, and and a player, because you lost a player. So I I could I could do that, and, and go from and, and go from there uh, because I'm looking at the money where he is. I got a solid player. I'm looking at where he is, um, numbers wise, and how that's going to affect my tight end position. My uh, you know. You know, Trent Williams wants a new contract. You can't franchise him, so you got to give him a new contract or lose him. Um, Kittle's going to, you know, new contract with Kittle. So you start looking at that, that that keeps the numbers down in the secondary. So not bad. And to mention, if I give you my one and a two, then those are high numbers that stay off the books the following seasons. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's 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 part of that rookie. That's that's part of that right there that I I don't have to worry about because my numbers there won't be as high because I don't have a first or a second rounder. 
Um, and in theory, you should be drafting at the end of the round anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's a possibility. Now, if guess what? If it doesn't work out, if that doesn't happen, oh, well. I don't think there's anyone that's not trying to win a championship. And, and I do. I look at this the exact same way I looked at it when Prime came in. We were not even thinking about it. We didn't know, had no idea. That was the last thing on our mind. We had nothing to do with it. Um, and until they came and told us that, okay, this guy is coming. I did no, no. And I mean, it was really that, you know, at the end of the day, these guys aren't thinking about it right now. There's so much attention out there. So everybody hears about it, but as a player, you just got to go to work, go to work, do your thing. And then, and then just deal with it from there. Um, and the upstairs can figure out if they think it's worth making the move. Uh, and, I, and I really think you have to look at it as a long-term move. How do you think this player fits in your system? I, I think he'd fit great. And it's, and it's really looking at what you want to do. How, if, you can, if you can get your hands on that and get him in, it's the Trent Williams thing. You know what I'm saying? If you can, if you can make that transition from a solid player like that, you you bring him in, and now that was a steal. But if you can bring in a solid player, now you got him, and you're not wondering if I draft this first round guy, is he going to work out? You know you got an all pro in the house. You're you're a lot more comfortable playing and paying an all pro to play at an all pro level than hoping that this that this person that you draft can play up to that potential that all pro first round potential you're drafting him at you know what i'm saying i hear you do do you do you make that considering he has two years left on his contract if you make that move do you make that move with the thought that you absolutely have to resign him or can it be more like a wait and see i feel like if a guy has one year left you make that move you give up you know, one or, or, or whatnot, I feel like he has to be a part of your long-term plans. But considering he's got two years left, is that do the same rules apply? Like 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 what you said about Trent Williams. You know, you, you, got, you got him with the thought of re-signing him. Do, uh-huh. do the same rules apply with a guy like Adams because of the I fact that he would, has if, two years left? If you give up a first-rounder, you're doing it with the intent of keeping him. But you also know that with, with Adams that – um, if things aren't working out, I, I don't think his level of play is going to drop. And it's not a question of things. When I say things not working out, it's where are you at the time with your team, with the rest of your team, with the rest of the guys? What do you need to build up? Where do you have to put money? Um, how have, have your seasons played out? Have you won that championship yet? Are you still hunting for that championship? How important do you think this p- person is? That will have a lot to do with it. Um because you can always look at it down the road and say this is just like you traded for him, you can trade him away. Mm-hmm. You can you can you can always do that. You can always throw a franchise on him and trade him away. You know what I'm saying? I hear and that's the thing. And that's the thing about it. Again, even if you don't do that, you you have him. You got him for less than ten million, a lot less than for the next couple of years. Then. If you want to, you can franchise him, which is not going to destroy the room. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's it's a it's a lot of different ways you can work that one out. If you bring it, I don't think it would be a bad move. Like I said, I don't think it. It's never a bad move to bring good players to your team. Never. I mean, no way. You you find a way for you find a way for for good players. Really good players find a way to um, fit um, and contribute. And if, if you can get them, you get them. I mean, it's just that simple. Is it? I don't even know. It's, it's like one of those things. If for anyone who's saying, "Ah, oh, you don't need him," what do we do? If if you're sitting there looking at him drafting, and you are up, and this guy, you know, you know that he is that type of player. You take him. Take him first round. You take him. You you know what I'm saying? If you know that if you know that Jamal Adams is 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 the player that he is. And you and you see that sitting there, you're going to draft him. So if you get an opportunity to get him, you take him. That's 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 all. And you don't don't worry about what you didn't get uh, because there is way too much. There's way 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 too much stock put in draft equity. 
uh, you know, all all these talking heads got into that a while back, and that became just the the, the coin phrase and this draft equity and all of this stuff. Guess what? Potential. He ain't done it yet. I don't know if a guy can play. I don't know if a single draft pick that the Niners just got can play in the NFL. Man, I can lock in. <laughs> but it's it's potential. I don't know. I don't know. Just because just because you played and balled out at at some big school or you had a great combine, that's that's it doesn't matter. I I played at a small school and by my standards had a crappy combine. I think I did okay in the league. I survived. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. That stuff, you know, and, it, and you know, the draft equity and all this stuff. You can't. There's, it's a crapshoot, man. The draft is a crapshoot. You, you know, educated guesses. You try to ask us, man. And we've talked to a lot of coaches, and, and we've seen that's something we've discussed. The Niners do a lot of that networking, talking to coaches um, that uh, are are in the rooms with players that they draft. They like to do that because that's what you're going to try to do, get as much information as you possibly can because at the end of the day, you don't know. It's a crapshoot. It, it really is. It just, just bottom line, bottom line. You don't you don't know, and then you just hope that the guy outperforms wherever you draft him. That's, all, that's, what, every, that's what every GM hopes for, that whoever they pick outperforms the slot that they drafted him in. And we got more of the, the Believe in 49ers podcast coming up in just a bit. But first, this from our sponsor. Angie's list is now Angie. And caring for your home just got easier. Whether you need help with routine maintenance or a dream remodel, Angie makes it easy to see reviews, compare quotes, and connect with top local pros who can get the job done right. Plus, you can see upfront pricing and instantly book hundreds of projects. No phone tag. Just the work you need done at a time that works for you. Angie's got your to-do list covered from start to finish. Book your next home project today at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Okay, E.D., uh, it was announced that your guy, B.Y., <laughs> is going to be inducted into the 49ers Hall of Fame, um, obviously, very uh very much deserved um came close to getting into that that pro football hall of fame that's another talk for another day however but um yeah your your guy by going in, in, into the 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 49ers hall of fame um what, what were your thoughts about hearing that um i like i told by he, he's the epitome of a niner hey that, that's it that, i mean if, if 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 they just put up a picture of by at the front door next to the trophies, you put up a picture of BY and someone says, what do I expect of you in these colors? And you just say, follow his lead. That's it. Day one, baby boy walked into the building and he was a niner. There was no maturation period. There was no learning curve. He walked into the building, looked around, saw what everyone else was doing and what was expected and said, okay, I'm there. And that's just, that's just how it was. Baby boy didn't say a word. He didn't do anything. It was, it was weeks, months before he opened his mouth. And when he opened his mouth, we were all ready to listen because he had already shown us. He had already shown us that he had something worth listening to by the way he had performed. And that's what I remember about this dude. That just from from the moment he walked into the room, I saw a lot of guys walk in, walk in that looked like coffee, and they smelled like coffee, but they were decaffeinated as hell, <laughs> just caffeine free. Just I'm telling you, just, <laughs> that's it. And and until you know, I mean, you know, it, like I say, it looked like coffee, smelled like coffee, but if you don't really know, you don't know if it's caffeine free. And when you can, and we knew that that dude had some bite. It was obvious. It was obvious that that was real coffee. And um, and and he never ever ever gave anything less than that level. Yeah. And I'm not and I'm and I'm not talking about level of effort or anything like that. No, no production. He never gave anything less than championship level production. That's by. That's just that's just who he who he was. And I mean, I can think about it from opponents 
you know, him as a teammate in the huddle. I remember Larry, um, 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 Newton, Nate Newton telling me, Nate, <laughs> Nate told me, I remember he looked over at me and he said, he said, um, uh, we knew things were different. That we knew things were different when, um, he said when 97 lined up in that three technique, we all looked at each other like, wait a minute, <laughs> this ain't the same. It's different. It's different, and that's and that's. I mean, it, it it made things different for Stubby. It made things different for us, and and I mean, that's it. So, that's that's what I that's what I would say. It's well deserved. That's not even a question. I you know I said it, and I know I know that Nick Bosa wears number ninety seven, but you also know that I said no one should wear that number. It should be retired. I said that before. Nobody should nobody should be wearing number ninety seven. Not in the Niners uniform. Yeah, I'm, I'm no, look, looking no. at a picture of him right now wearing number 97. He's getting carried off the field. Yeah, no, nobody, no one else should wear. I, I, that's a number that I just feel like there are some guys that I played with, and and I think a lot of that is forgotten. So I'm gonna get on my soapbox right now. Then I'll get back to get back to that. A lot of it is for nine. It's forgotten. There's there's a there's a period because the teams of the 80s are are very much so glorified well-deserved as they should be those are the ones that started and that and and cemented what it means to be a niner those are the ones that those guys taught me what it meant to be a niner but you have those guys talked about and viewed and then there's a period where you skip and then it's like you go past Jeff Garcia and the T.O., and then you look at the guys now. Everyone acts like the 90s didn't happen. Um, we had some really good teams, really good players re- at, at, at every position. And and I just personally feel like guys like um, Jesse Sapolo, uh, yes. Guy McIntyre, Steve Wallace, Harris Barton, those guys, uh, Brent Jones, some of the, you mean to tell me none of those guys on that offense have, have been retired or their numbers aren't up there? I mean, you got Woody up there, but he ended up coaching there, and I think that had a lot to do with it. But like none of those guys are there. I mean, I'm looking at this. Merton Hanks was a four-time, five-time All-Pro for you. You he doesn't get up there. Tim McDonald. Tim McDonald's one. I don't understand why Tim McDonald's not in the Hall of Fame, yeah. but he's not up there. Um. You, Derek Deese is a guy. I mean, he's Derek Deese is one on. He's on your board. Just the same way you just celebrated Joe Staley for playing those all those years there. Derek Deese is one of those guys. That's that's on the. He. I mean, this dude is is in the decade club on the wall there. I mean, so so there are just so many guys that went through there that I'm saying somebody should be put up there but and and some of those guys should be a part of that hall of fame and their numbers retired that's just how i feel about it not to mention we were pretty good and we and we brought some furniture into the building too during that time um you know so i think it's deserving but back to by his strong net strongest net i've ever seen in my life (laughs) by was the only guy only guy in my life i've ever seen that could fall asleep leaning forward he would fall asleep in the meetings leaning forward you know, like elbows on your on your knees. Imagine sitting at a chair. You push your chair back from the desk a little bit just to give yourself a little leg room. But you lean forward. You know, when when someone's sitting there talking to you and you're just trying to get comfortable and you just lean forward on your elbows and and you're just sitting there. So B.Y. would do that while the defense coordinator was up talking to us. Bill McPherson would be up there talking. And um, so Max talking. And BY would just be there. He would be there leaning on his on his um, elbow. He sat right in front of me. I had Greg Cox on one side, BY on the other side. He he would sit there right in front of me. And this dude would be asleep with his elbows on the desk and his head would rock. It would not. It wouldn't bob. <laughs> I, I mean, just so I mean, just gravity alone when you fall asleep should make your head fall down. Now, wide back. <laughs> Wide back didn't his head didn't move and and more so than anything he's ever done on a football field that to this day impresses me more than anything I ever saw him do on a football field that dude I I never saw his head rock one time throughout all of the times he fell asleep <laughs> <laughs> that I mean that that's impressive because I mean I've been one to nod off you know. 
on, on, on regularly. And, but, and but sometimes saying, you, you almost you almost hurt you almost hurt your neck you almost break your neck because you thank you you feel like you're gonna fall out the chair <laughs> you feel like uh-huh. you're gonna fall off the chair hit the dude, floor dude, it, it didn't face move first. I'm telling you I'm telling you man it didn't it didn't move so ima- imagine like just leaning one to the left to the right whatever his head didn't move I don't care what position he was in his <laughs> head would his head would just and I mean and literally and I don't even mean he was like sitting up straight. So it was on like right on his shoulders and he could keep it up. He would he, he would be leaning forward where gravity should take over. <laughs> Even while he was asleep, his his neck muscles were engaged. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that is That's that's baby boy. That is fantastic. Um, um Jay York putting out a statement just a little while ago and kind of echoing some of the sentiments that you you said earlier on on Bryant Young, Jay York saying, the 49ers emblem meant so much to him. There was just no question that he was the heart and soul of the team. He was a leader of the team, and that's just who he is as a person. Bryant Young uh, going to be the 29th member in the Edward J. DeBartolo Sr. San Francisco San Francisco 49ers Hall of Fame. Um, so kudos to BY. Yeah, um, and I'm happy for that because now he now he can get into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Yeah, yeah, he uh, came up just a little bit short um, the last go around, and it, it, we were we were hoping for it just to be a Niners weekend, right? He, uh, he, him getting mm-hmm. in, and and Niners of course handling their business against the Chiefs. Um, ended up going 0 for 2 that weekend, but uh, yeah. brighter, but I think brighter days ahead. Yeah, yeah, brighter yeah. days ahead, most most, most definitely. Um, I uh, I think we I think we covered a lot of bases here today, Ed. I think so, man. Um, I, I think we talked a lot of offense. We talked about Jamal Adams defensively. Got got some good stories from you on By. Um, yeah, I think we uh, I think we can pat ourselves on the back after this one. Um. Oh, Father's Day. How was your Father's Day, man? How was it? Uh, you know what? It was really good. Really, really good. Um, um, the kids surprised me. I was not expecting I'm not a big gift guy, and I was not expecting it, but the kids surprised me with great gifts. And, and, um, and uh, yeah, no no complaints. I was like, man, you know, it's not bad. The, the wife cooked everything that I – it was like all these requests. What do you want? Breakfast and dinner and – and all this stuff, and it was like your day. They wouldn't let me do anything. Nice. And and, and, and they came. So I was just like, "This is outstanding. I must be okay." <laughs> they like me. They like me, dude. Dude, I'm just telling you. You know, I mean, that's that's huge. That's, that's what's up. You, you 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 know what I mean when your family likes you, yeah. especially think think about it. After three months being locked up together, mm-hmm. and they still like you. Yeah. Come on, man. That's huge. This is, that's this huge. is this is huge. I, I'm that's it. I like my family. They like me. They can, they so, can yeah, love you, you, but they don't, they don't always gotta like you. That's for sure. Yeah, there there it is. <laughs> there 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 it is. I I can tell you. I can tell you that. And I that's one I heard a long time ago. And and I'm just gonna give you the true story. My grandfather said that I he was like I I love you to death, but that does not mean I gotta put up with your shit. <laughs> <laughs> That is a, va- a valuable lesson. Yeah, a valuable dude, lesson. Hey, hey, it was like, hey, that's that's it. It's like loving you and liking you at the moment. Those are two different things. Two different so. things. <laughs> two totally different things. Well, yeah, man. How about you? How was it? Man, it was it, it was cool, man. Uh, first one for me. Um, it was it just capped a, a busy weekend, man. We had uh. uh Baby girl turned one on Thursday, and then we did we did the Juneteenth thing on Friday. Kind of hung out a little bit Saturday, um, and then Father's Day, of course, was Sunday. And um, I'm a big brunch guy, right? Um, and and I like I like going out to places for brunch. Obviously, can't do that right now because because of, of the the times we're in. So um, she brought brunch to me. Man, she she made a a spread that was. Just unbelievable, man! It it was all all of a lot of my favorite things, man. Crab cakes and salmon nice. and waffles. Like it was it was fantastic, and uh, so okay. we, we had a we had a good time. She made me a slideshow as well, and so it was cool, man. It was interesting to see just you know how much has taken place 
you know, in the last year or so, you know, since entering this uh this this fatherhood stage. But it, it was good, man. First one was one for the books for sure, man. There you there you go. There you go. First of many. Yeah. Because that's, that's it. They don't go away. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. And you know, and and the trick is the trick is to make certain that they're bringing you lunch on every one of them. That's, so shout out to your wife. Shout out to to my wife for 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 doing it big, man. I got some partners who they they just didn't get the same treatment on Father's Day. You feel being you. you feel bad, right? You don't even want to. You, you low key don't even want to share your stories because, like, man, that's that's cold blooded, bro. Like, you know, uh-huh. but, <laughs> I'm sharing mine. I'm telling you, I earned it. Uh-huh. Don't, get, don't get mad at me. Don't get mad at me. It's like when I played, and guys would be like, "Oh man, let's play some chess," and all of a sudden, I'm like, "Dude, I've been here since six o'clock this morning. <laughs> it is five thirty. Don't get mad at me because you don't want to go home because you don't like your family. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going home. I'm out of here. <laughs> that is what's up. And on that note, we'll we'll get out of here as well. Um, appreciate all of you for for tuning in. Um, make sure you subscribe, rate, review. Uh, you can hit us up on social media at. R Haylock and he's at underscore Eric Davis underscore on Twitter and then on Instagram at Watch Ray Ray and at underscore Bump and Run. Uh, y'all be safe out there. This has been the Believe in 49ers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. We will see y'all next week. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.